0: amazing and the the title of my message this morning is the miracles of Christmas and I know we talked about the prophecies of Jesus a few weeks ago but the miracles of Christmas uh, it's a miracle when you think about when you think about little Mary and what God you know God expected of her you know today the average woman gets married when she's 27 and a half and the average man gets married when 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 he's 29 27 and, a half and 29 and back uh, in jesus's time in uh, mary's time they got married when they were about 14 15 years old and you were an adult then you were you were ready to have children and that was an expectation and today you know we have uh, pushed that expectation back and you know uh, there's a book out called uh, uh how to learn uh, adulting how to learn how to be an adult or something like that and i'm like they need to burn that Just make them go work on a farm. You'll learn to be an adult pretty quick. I mean, I did. It worked for me. But uh, be that here, neither here or there. But anyway, uh, we're back to Christmas, right? Uh, The miracles of Christmas. And I just want to talk uh, a short time here with you this morning. I don't have anything long planned. And if it it goes long, then blame God because I don't have anything long planned. If we uh, were to go on the street today and we were to ask somebody, or tomorrow, if we were asked somebody, what is, what is Christmas all about? I think we'd re- probably receive a, a variety of answers. Maybe 40 or 50 years ago, we'd, we'd get pretty much a, a regular answer, right? Everybody would probably say, well, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. But today, we get a variety of answers. Uh, uh, here's a big one that people like to do is, oh, it's about family and friends. That's what Christmas is about. It's about being around family and friends. Uh, maybe another one is, oh, it's, a, it's about giving. It's about giving gifts to people. Uh, you you uh, may talk to some kids and the kids would be like, oh, I'm going to get some presents this Christmas. You know, that's what I, I'm going to get presents. Others would say, well, it's about putting the trees up and the ornaments, putting the lights on the house. Uh, a lot of people would say, what's Christmas about? Oh, it's about Santa Claus and toys and elves and, and Christmas movies, you know. Uh, others would be, what about Rudolph and his big red nose? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you know. It was so bright. And then some people would tell you Christmas is about last minute shopping to get something for somebody so you don't get in trouble. You know, we're going to have different, different people are going to give you different answers when you talk to them. And so many of them miss the real meaning of Christmas. It's like Will said earlier, we get busy in the, in the shopping season and, and, and looking for stuff. What would happen if we just stopped and, and we said, you know what, we're not going to get anybody gifts. I'm not recommending that, especially husbands. I wouldn't recommend it to do that to your wife. You might not have a place to stay. But what if if we said, you know, we're not going to get any gifts for anybody, and we're not going to receive any gifts, but we're all going to get together, and we're not going to get together just to high-five each other and eat great food, pecan pie, you know, and and ham and those kind of things. But we're going to get together, and we're going to celebrate Jesus and the birth of Jesus. And that's all we're going to talk about all day long, is about Jesus' birth and reminisce about what it might have been like when Jesus was, was here. It would, it would probably be a, a, a lot different for um, most of us. I know it would be even for us. But the miracles of Christmas, one is the miracle of birth. You know, every time a person gets pregnant, that's a miracle, and every time they give birth, that's a miracle. Today, we're blessed in the United States of America that we have great hospitals and great doctors and nurses and NICU units. I mean, you can give birth to a child that is, you know, like four or five months old and they can survive. And they may have issues later on in life a little bit or they may not, but the point is they can survive. But used to, how many people have you heard of that the, the mother would die in childbirth? Maybe even the baby and the mother would die together. It's a miracle that birth even happens, that people are born on a daily basis. And I think, you know, we're, we're over 7 billion people in the world now, and people are continuing to be born. But birth itself, it's a flesh and blood miracle. The um, umbilical cord is cut when the baby is born. He's attached to his mother during that time. Then you have to clear out the mouth, and then you got to wait and see if the baby's going to cry, you know and see if they're going to make any noise or do we need to clean out the mouth even more and and then when they do cry some it, it can be a squall or maybe sometimes it's a very loud piercing sound that you hear come out of that child and all around uh, um, even veteran obstetricians and experienced labor nurses and, and midwives they'll smile and enjoy the moment you know because they're like wow look at this a new baby a new baby has been born this is really cool what an amazing miracle! And then, that's what happened with Jesus. He was born. He was born into this earth—a miracle of his sort. His mother could have been killed. He could have had issues inside the womb. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you look at everything, as we saw the donkey over here, you know, maybe they had an unruly donkey, uh, a possessed donkey that didn't do what they were supposed to do. You know. And, And and, and Mary sitting there, who knows what what kind of issues. I mean, people have miscarriages, those kind of things. It's a miracle that Jesus was even born. And not only was he born, but he was born healthy. And he was born in a stable, and he survived. Where was the wipes? Where were the disinfectant spray at? Because he survived, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Another miracle that happened was the miracle of the virgin birth that we that we saw here just a little bit ago, and we, and we just hear, heard the story with Mary there that an angel visited Mary and says, "You will conceive, and you're going to you're going to have the 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 King of Kings and Lord of Lords inside of you. You're going to have the Messiah, the one that has been prophesied about for years, is going to be inside of you. The miracle that a virgin who had never been with the man before could get pregnant—what uh, a miracle that is! This is the miracle of Christ uh, of Christmas. The, uh, Mary and her fiance had, had not slept together. They were they they were betrothed to each other. Which was almost like being husband and wife, but they weren't husband and wife yet. And and so that miracle that the Lord impregnated her, in the Messiah was conceived through her. How about the miracle of Joseph's dream? Uh, I was going to say guys, but we don't have really two and a half guys here this morning. You know, <laughs> two and a half men. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if you think about it, how many of you know uh, other guys that, that women, if you went to another to, to a, a guy may, maybe that you knew and, and if you were engaged to him and you said, oh, hey, by the way, I'm pregnant, how many of them would stick around very long? No, most of them wouldn't. They'd probably say, no, nah, I'm, I'm out of here, okay? You go do whatever you got to do, but we ain't playing this game. We ain't playing this game. So the miracle that this, that the dream that, that Joseph had, and and the angel comes and says, hey, listen, there's going to be a boy born to your, to, to your Mary, to your fiance. And he's going to be born and he's going to be called Emmanuel, God with us. He's going to be Jesus. He's going to be the Messiah. And so don't get rid of her, but keep her. Do you realize what the people thought about this? It was not like today where people sleep around and do their own thing, right? Back then, Especially within this Jewish community, it was unheard of as a matter of fact. Mary could have got in a lot of trouble because she was pregnant and not married. So the miracle that that Joseph stays and, and, and stays with her, could you think of what Mary went through, what people probably said about her when she was going to draw water out of the well for the for the family? What kind of names would they have called Mary? What kind of things would they have been saying to Joseph? Joseph, really, man, she's already been sleeping around. You know, she's, she's never even been married before, nothing like that, and here's, here's what she's doing to you already. You know, do you, really, do you really trust her? But he says, you know what, I had, I had a dream from the Lord, and this is the where we're going to go. How about the miracle of Bethlehem? The miracle of Bethlehem, how in the world would they get to Bethlehem? You know, I mean, I know the Bible says that he was going to come out of Bethlehem, he's going to be born there, but how would they get to Bethlehem? Oh, well, the Lord says, you know what, I'm going to put this thought in somebody's head over here. Caesar Augustus is going to call for everybody to be taxed, and then they're all going to have to go. Well, what about this? Well, why didn't he just leave Mary at home? Did you know that the wives didn't have to go with him, uh, go with the, the the husbands to Bethlehem? But... She did. She did go with with him to Bethlehem and was a part of that. He uh, says in uh, Matthew chapter two, verse four through six. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people. So God arranged that trip, and and we saw how inconvenient that trip probably was. You're that far along; it's at least a four day trip to get to Bethlehem from where they were, and and she goes. You know, maybe that's why she was, she had the baby Jesus right after she got there. I mean, you know, we could start telling everybody, you know, if you want to, if, if you're pregnant and you can't get the baby to come, just go sit on a donkey for four days and, it, and you'll have a baby. You women know what that's all about. You know what it's all about. The miracle, how about the miracle of the angels heralding the sheep out in the field that day, right? The angels come and it was, start started out with one, one angel saying fear not hey don't fear me I said this a couple of weeks ago everybody needs to remember that when the, when an angel shows up they are they are big they're mighty they're huge guys I'm big they make me look small and and, and they may not have wings on their back because that's just something that we've kind of made up ourselves all right but they're they're big they're mighty there's something to be scared of you're not sitting there going oh hey what's going on you know that's why you see in the Bible they're always falling down. Remember what I've said before? When an angel shows up, there's two things in the Bible that they do. Either one, they give you some good news, or the second, they give you bad news, and they be the, may be the one killing you, okay? Uh, you have either two choices. You're either going to live with some good news, or they're telling you you're about to die. Uh, that's what happens in the Bible with angels. But the angels show up in the heavens, and and uh, this heavenly visitation to these guys, Luke uh, chapter. Uh, 2, verse 10 through 12, it says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, not just a few, not just for the Jews, not just for Bethlehem, not just for Israel, but all of us too. Today in the city of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And um, there's a song that's, that's sung like this, and he goes, and this will be a sign to you, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. He will be lying in a manger, Lord. Christ the Lord. It's just a fun little song, okay. The shepherds view the view the stone cattle manger where the baby lies sleeping, and the angel had told them, and they recall for Mary and Josephs that what had happened about the angels coming and visiting. Can you believe, can you think, young ladies, 18 and under, can you think of, it, of being this, it's your age that you are, and you're sitting here, not only did you, have you just gotten pregnant, Uh, miraculously not only did you travel to Bethlehem but now these out of nowhere do you get this out of nowhere these guys are out in the field they're not even in town they're out in the field and they show up to your to your uh uh, cave to your barn and they go hey is this where Jesus is could you think as a mother going wait a minute there's no tracking device on that cam or that on that donkey I know there wasn't there's no low jack on it. I don't know how in the world, and we don't have cell phones, so they couldn't find us that way. But could you think uh, uh, that young? That oh my goodness, the angels were out there telling them, and now they show up here to worship this child that I've had. Think of the pressure that maybe that you feel on you. Think of of the emotions that are coming over you, going. Whoo, this is the Son of God. I mean, I knew it all along. I mean, I knew that I got miraculously impregnated, you know, and conceived by, by God himself. But now think of everything that's going over you. If you remember what, what happened, what did Mary say? She, all this time, she was pondering these things in her heart. She was pondering these things. And you know, women, you are a lot better than us men. You know, men, we're about getting things done. Women, you're like pondering. Yeah, I remember. Christia go, oh yeah, you remember when the girls did this? No, I remember when she uh, beat her up, but I don't remember that cool thing, and the nice thing, you know. Us guys, that's what we remember, you know. You remember that pink dress? No, I remember the blood from where she busted her nose and it was going down the pink. Ah, I remember the pink dress now. We're different. We're different, right? But mothers, you ponder those things. You think about those things. And as a young mother, here she is going, Wow. The angels went and told told the shepherds that this was this this was happening, and here they are to worship, worship, my baby, worship the Son of God. Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, goodwill to all men. That's what he said in Luke chapter two, verse fourteen, and that's and we sung that just earlier today. How about the miracle of the manger? So Jesus was laid in a manger, and when you When you think about it, the swaddling clothes that enfold the baby are not unique, but the manger is. It is a vivid symbol of the poverty of the parents. They didn't have any money. They weren't rich. They weren't great. And and they talked about this earlier up here on the stage with their skit. They They weren't rich. They didn't have a lot of money. But Jesus came. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. Jesus came the lowest of lows and the first people who it was announced to were the shepherds who were the lowest of lows so you got to understand the shepherds back then they would stay out in the field for like a week at a time or longer and they stunk and they sit around a campfire and they had they were stepping in manure they were they had you know i don't know if they had mosquitoes over there but they probably did i mean you know they didn't look or smell like people who should come and worship the baby jesus and it and should be the first ones to know. And the Lord God Almighty saw fit to say, you know what, I'm going to go to the least first. I'm going to go to the least first and announce that I have sent my son, the Messiah. I'm going to tell them that it has happened. And that miracle miracle of the manger, that Jesus was born to people who didn't even have enough money to find a place before they ever got to Bethlehem to stay. Now, maybe it would have helped if they would have had TripAdvisor.com back then. They could have found something before they got there, but I don't know. How about the miracle of the star? The star that brought the wise men, the wise men to Jesus. Now, remember something. I always like to put this, and I'll preach a message on it later. I have another message, and Christy said, you've got to preach this message. I preached a few years back about the wise men. I went in depth about the wise men, but remember that there was not three wise men that showed up. there were a group of men that showed up, and it was probably thirty to fifty people, maybe more, that showed up why do we Why do we know or believe this is because when they came into town, it created a stir in the town. Everybody's like,' going, whoa, what's all these people showing up? Another thing that we see the wise men are always riding those you know lanky camels. Do-do-do-do-do. We three kings of Orion are, you know, and and uh, they probably weren't riding camels. They were probably riding stallions, horses, expensive horses, because people like them who had a lot of money, they didn't ride camels. They rode horses because they uh, they they were worth something, and not only. So this star is in the sky. We don't know how long, but there is even some astronomers and some things that people look back in historical records that, make, uh, f- that are not a part of uh, Bethlehem and a part of Israel and Judea in that area, but from other things that have been written, that there, that there is a belief that there was a heavenly uh, occurrence that happened with some kind of a bright star now, what we need to understand is that what the north star this was a star specifically set there to lead the Magi to where uh, Jesus was Now, when the star appeared that night, the magi didn 't show up that night. A lot of us uh, don't understand that but the but the magi didn 't appear that night. It was probably around two years later before the Magi appeared because they had a thousand miles plus to journey to get to Jesus, and I don't know about you, but with us today, if we were to drive a thousand miles in a car on I-30 or one of those, uh, minus the traffic, of course, you know, you're probably talking, you know, you're, you're probably talking 14, yeah, at least 14 hours, maybe maybe even more, is it 14, yeah, it's a it thousand miles all the way down there to El Paso? You know, so um, so it, it's going to, uh, because I know it's like 315, 350 to Dallas, and that takes about four and a half to five hours. Of course, when you have five women in the car, it takes six. So, uh, but we're not, it's, uh, I, don't know if there, I don't know if there's any women on the trip with the Magi. I'm just saying. But the star was set out there. What, what a miracle. The miracle of the incarnation of Jesus. Incarnation, what is that? That Jesus was the Son of God. Uh, the greatest miracle of Christmas is that this little baby, squalling, tight-fisted, tiny newborn. You know, I've always wondered. Maybe he come out not squalling. Maybe he come out going shalom. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if did Jesus. I know he got mad when he uh, when he was uh, when people were doing stuff that they weren't supposed to be doing in the temple. But I thought maybe he'd come out all cool and calm, collective. You know. Oh, hey, mom. Hey, dad. So women always know this, and uh, us fathers sometimes have a difficult time understanding that the birth, especially of that first child, the, the pain and the suffering and the elation of it at the same time of having that child. And, and I remember, uh, and I'll, I'll tell on myself here, that we were, Christy was in labor, and she was in labor a long time, she didn't have babe, have, have Chloe immediately. But I was sitting over there, and I had a laptop, and I was watching some movie. And there was other people in the room around her, but she got irritated at me because I was over there watching this movie on the laptop, and I wasn't over there holding her hand. And I'm like, I, to me as a guy, I'm thinking, oh, you've been in labor a long time. You got other people hanging out with you. Why do I need to be over there?" We don't understand us guys; just don't get it, right? Do you remember that one, Christy? Uh-huh, that's what I figured. Yeah, she pondered that in her heart. That's what she did. You know they lose their composure too when they go through this stuff, honey. Honey, it's hurting right now. You know, and us men. We don't get that. You think of you think think about about that when that baby comes out of the birth canal and and, and has to to go through all of that and survives and, and the mother survives and and you mothers remember those kind of things. The Apostle Paul. Here's what he put. Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, human likeness, and here's an easier way to put it, Jesus isn't a human pretending to be God, nor God pretending to be human, but instead, Jesus is fully divine and fully human, Jesus is God-man. And he is referred to as the Son of Man many times in the Bible because he is he is God and man combined. And what a miracle that is. And in this newborn, this baby, this this boy, we view the miracle of miracles, God becoming flesh. And incarnate means literally God in flesh. He is God in flesh. And we even know the purpose of the miracle of incarnation as Joseph was told by the angel, you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. It is only by becoming the human that God can offer himself. See, Jesus had to come as a sacrifice. He was gonna be the perfect lamb because he, he, was, he was born a miracle from God. God made it happen. Not man's seed, but God's seed. And he came to die. That's what Jesus came for. He didn't come for an Xbox. He didn't come for, for a, your new Mercedes, you know, with the bow on top of it that they show on TV every day, like 20 times a day. He came to die so that we could live. That we could live. This bloody baby that night, coming out of the birth canal, grew up to become a flesh and blood man. And that one day he would sit there with his disciples and he would take, and he says, when, when you take of this, this bread right here, remember my body which was broken for you. And when you drink of this cup, remember that this is my blood. So the the man who, the God-man who came in flesh and blood, when he left the earth, he bled that out. His flesh was stripped off of his back with with a whip, and his blood flowed from him. And the Bible says they stuck him in the side, and blood and water flowed, and that blood saves us. So today, let's remember Christmas. Let's remember the miracles of Christmas, okay? Can you bow your heads with me? And here's what I want to ask you this morning. I don't know where everybody is with the Lord, but if you're not right with the Lord, or maybe you've taken a back step with the Lord this morning, maybe you just need to say, this Jesus thank you so much for coming as a baby thank you for coming thank you for coming into in, into this world so that I could live so that I could have eternal life and Jesus will you please forgive me for all of the wrong I have done and let and just walk with me i will make some mistakes God but I just really want to live for you Jesus, will you do that for me? Because that's what this is all about. Thank you, Jesus. That's all you had to say. It's nothing spectacular at all. Little stuff like that. Remember, he came to the lowliest of low. He no, Nothing spectacular. You don't have to say thee, thou, and everything else, right? You could just say Jesus.